Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Dear Black Girl. Now today's guest is Michaela Janae and Daya Lindsley as they take over for another Quarantine Chronicles edition. Now today our girls are talking about dream chasing and living in your purpose, especially during this quarantine season. So be prepared to take in this sermon and take these gems that our sisters are dropping. Now, if you're not already following us, be sure to check us out on Instagram at Dear Black Girl Pod, and also hit that subscribe button on Apple Music or Spotify, wherever you're listening at. And please rate us, and we'll love it if you can leave a comment or two, all right? So here you go, today's episode. Hello to you, and hello to everybody. Hi, everybody. I'm I'm so happy to do this right now. I am. Everybody knows, like, I stand for Michaela Janae. So when Unique asked me to do this, I was like, um, yeah, for sure. I'm so excited. It's like the highlight of my little quarantine right now. Oh, thank you so much. No, no, you're so so cool. I'm so grateful to Uni and Dear Black Girl Pod to be be able to be up here and, you know, inspired doing this very strange time in history. For sure. Strange, devastating, um, tragic. It's just very, very, it's a whole plethora of different emotions for sure. So I'm just grateful to be able to use this moment to do productive and positive things like this. Yes. Well, well, for everybody joining us, hello, I don't want to be rude. I'm Danielle Lindsay, um, and I'm joined right now by Michaela Janae, singer-songwriter, my soul sister in my head, my singer-songwriter soul sister in my head. No, it's, it's so cool. Um, so right now you're quarantined, you're in L.A., right? Yes, I'm in LA. Yeah. So we're like, yeah. I think supposedly, you know, these dates they give are never really real. Supposedly, quarantine is supposed to live May 15th, but I honestly doubt it. So, yeah. Right. I've definitely stopped taking track of what day it is, when it's supposed to live. I'm here on the East Coast. So every oh, day it's... You, are you in New York or... I'm not in New York. I'm actually in Maryland. So oh, okay. Yeah. So every day I feel like it's something different. I've kind of like stopped watching the news, don't want to pay attention to it unless it's like super dire, only because it does really bring your mood down. No, um, because it, it makes you feel like, I don't know, like the aside from the fear that obviously it gives you, it's not because it's not worth the fear because this is definitely something our world hasn't faced before in current times. Um, it's just not hopeful either. It makes you just feel so unsure about anything. Right, you know, right, for sure. Differently. I've seen, you know, some people get overly cautious and become and live in that fear every day since quarantine started. And I've seen people do the exact opposite, almost panic and like live like a YOLO kind of thing. And I'm like, you need to sit still, stay home, right? chill, like, and wait this thing out. Right, so right. Very, very, very weird. I agree. I definitely have taken like, this is my isolation bubble. And I'm going to sit here and do whatever I need to do to preserve my sanity and preserve my health as well. So with you doing that, and and with us both being artists and creative, how are you taking your quarantine time? What are you doing? Man, (laughs) everyone who just joined, hey, y'all. So I'm sort of an introverted extrovert, an introvert who's learned how to be extroverted because of my gifts. That's the best way I can put it, right? So being by myself or in isolation, I'd be lying if I told you that was unfamiliar for me. I probably could stay in my room all day, you know? Um, But it's very interesting, the choice between, um, oh, 
having the choice to stay by yourself and then not having a choice to not really, you know, stay by yourself. I think the choice being removed is kind of a difference. And I think um, for me, everything that I felt prior to going to, into quarantine, I feel like exasperated in isolation. Because there's, no, there's nothing to really, something we can do to really distract ourselves um, from confronting our inner self and our issues or whatever. So for me, a lot of what I was doing at the top of quarantine was like crying and buying books <laughs> oh, <laughs> to help no. myself heal, honestly. So right. a, lot of, a lot of healing, um, a lot of mental health. I've been doing a lot of that, a lot of things that I realized that I had been putting off or had been able to um, compartmentalize to a certain degree to still function at, at um, a high degree. I felt like I was confronting those things at the top of quarantine. Um, and this is not even counting still like working and being productive I just as an artist. This right. is just on my self-work because the thing about, um, and I'm sure you know as well as being an artist, being an artist, um, the self-work that you have to do to in order to even improve your art, especially if you care, is a constant thing. So it's like right, your art sure. is only as good as the work that you do on yourself. Right. So I've been spending it healing and working on that. And just on an art level, writing, I probably have, ironically, because of all of those feelings, I just describe all of those emotions in a way was like a perfect dam that broke. And I feel like I've been writing more and better than I ever have before. So that's been like the upside of that, like writing more and everything, just delving myself into the work, but um, delving myself, diving myself into the self-work as well. That's what I really right. yeah. Right, I think it's interesting that you brought up because it's something that I found, I know definitely on my side, we're not having the choice to really do anything mm -hmm. else. So we're, sit, we're sitting here and we're forced to really think about what have we been compartmentalizing? What have we been putting <laughs> off? And I know for you, I feel like, are you more the artist than you are the songwriter? Or you, like, you push one more than the other. What do you think? Because I feel like for me, okay. I, I flip back and forth. I feel like every other day, it seems like. But yeah. I've definitely been, been doing the songwriting and I've been doing more of that and not been able to focus on my artistry so much in the past mm -hmm. couple of years just because, you know, I've been brought so many opportunities. I'm not complaining at all. It's just, you know, my artistry took a different route than I originally started out. Mm. So I know for me, I've been sitting and it's like, okay, I, for this amount of time, I've been working with these producers and writing for these people. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, oh, oh my gosh, I have this time for myself. What do I do with it? Wow. So it's like I've been writing down like all of these songs that I have and then writing down all these thoughts that I have. So I've got mm -hmm. like three pages worth of songs that it's like, oh my gosh, were these my songs or were these were these things that I'm pitching? Like, what was I doing with all of this? Wow. So I've now had the time to sit and really like, look, if I'm going to go be full force, be an artist, be a recording artist, be the face of my work, mm -hmm. this is the way that it has to do it, you know, all over again. Really like that branding and, and doing it for yourself the way that you do it when you first start out. Right. Um, so where do, you, where do you think you fit in terms That's of that? That's so interesting. I feel like I've been doing, doing, doing the same, but on the other side. So the way you said you went back and had the time to find like pages and pages worth of songs. I've been doing the same thing, like with song ideas, maybe things I started and didn't finish. Um, even like recordings I started and didn't, and didn't finish. Um, when I first started my journey, um, I came, I wanted to, I wanted to be an artist from the start, 
but I actually got more of my shine with, um, I guess, more of my foot into the door with, with songwriting. But once I moved to LA and really started to, um, uh, when I started going in studios and, you know, just get acclimated uh, with different people, it was my voice that actually stood out in those rooms. So that's what I was like, oh, okay, well, cool. Well, I guess it's now really time to be an artist. But now I'm in a space, aside from me doing the work of like clarifying my message and stuff as an artist, I feel myself, that dam that has opened up, I feel myself opening back up to the idea of how I started in the beginning, which is writing for other people other than just myself. Mm -hmm. So now I feel like I've been going back through um, a lot of song ideas and all that kind of stuff. And um, aside from that, doing the self work, because here's the key, guys. Here's the key with this whole dream thing, especially yes, an introvert who has been who has to be an extrovert for what I do. I've been learning to be more of an extrovert and more comfortable, but I have to have, have more confidence to be able to operate in the fullness of my gifts. So a lot of my self-work is just on that alone, removing the fear, um, having the confidence to be like, uh, that I had even maybe a couple of years ago in a different way that I probably lost over time or a confidence I didn't have at the beginning that I've now and working on now and gaining. So I feel like I'm doing the exact same thing, but just on a different spectrum of um, like, Kayla, you you pinhole yourself into just you as an artist, but you have all these songs that may not make it to your project. That could be the perfect song for this artist or the perfect song for that artist. So that's kind of like where I'm at. No, I applaud you for sure. Cause I think definitely I've been following you for so long and you're so open. I feel like you're so open with um, people that follow you and with your fans, even going live or, you know, you reply to your comments, things like that. So you're really using um, your social media in a way that I feel like is growth. It shows a lot of growth for you and it shows everybody, you know, what you're willing to do, what you're really about, who you really are. Yeah. Um, so I definitely applaud you on that. And I envy it because I struggle with that as well. Um, Girl, I feel like my social media get it. it's one of those things like you have to do it like I know you have to do it but it's like you that's not what? it's not the way I've ever expressed myself so it's okay. always a very foreign territory to put myself out there mm -hmm. and to like talk to people who is like are y'all listening are y'all watching right. are so you like, really are you even paying awkward. attention to me it's like, very awkward yeah it can be very awkward like I, I remember that was the hardest part for me um and still I'm not perfect at it but it still can be because honestly even if we were in real life in a room, I've grown tremendously. Like just living in LA has put me in environments and positions to grow me in different ways. But honestly, I wasn't, when I was comfortable around my friends, I'm the most talkative person. You can't get me to shut up. But I'm not the person to be like, hey guys, I'm Michaela. Hey guys, I'm Michaela. Hey guys, I'm Michaela. Like, <laughs> right, like, right. Not even close. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm chilling. Like, really, like, I, I function most of my life shy. And, and in the moments, in the areas of my life where I was confident, I pursued it. Like, academics, intellect. Um, I loved um, I loved school at the time when I was younger. So, like, anything like that, I, I would be the first one to raise my hand in class, run for class president, all that kind of stuff. But it was something about singing and the vulnerability of singing and the vulnerability of, like, wait, they have to get to know me, too? Wait. Right. Wait, I thought you just wanted the song. Why are you guys making me do this? Right, I right. Give the song and just run away, run away and hide. Like you have no idea how this is already like crazy vulnerable for me, and it hasn't been um, an easy journey. But the lot of thing about 
<laughs> excuse me, the self-work that I've um, been working on is just kind of like uncovering and discovering what the fear is all about in the first place. Like, what is the worst case scenario that you're thinking of in your head that's keeping you from doing it? And is that fear greater than the impact that you can make by putting yourself out there? I think it becomes like that. It's like, okay, the worst fear is they think I'm weird and they don't like me. Okay, is that the worst thing that could ever happen in the world? Right. No. But the hearts that you touch and that you connect with, you know that that resonates deep inside your, your soul and your core. That means more to you than the magnitude of this fear that's not even real. It's not right. even real. And it's like, it's not. The, all of this, so, you know, social media is fickle as hell. You embarrass yourself today. Nobody even remembers tomorrow. Like, right, there's something new tomorrow. You're going to some new embarrassment. Like, yeah, it's, right. not even, it's literally not that serious. It's not life or death, but you know what is life or death? You allowing these fears that aren't real to defeat you. And that's the one thing I feel like that has pushed me even when I've been afraid or uncomfortable is I don't, one thing I am good at is I don't like to be defeated. I'm a Virgo. I don't like okay. to be defeated. <laughs> I'm a Leo, so I'm like Leo? super competitive. I am. So like I super. would, I would, um, I would encourage anyone who's watching to pull from your strength, whatever it is, a strength that you have about yourself when it comes to fear. For me, I don't like to be defeated. So yes, I may do it with my hands shaking, but I'm like, oh, I don't like it to get the best of me. So that's what pushes me in those moments that scare me. And like you said, you are, you're competitive. So it's like using that competitive spirit to help you in a way that can push you forward so you can thrive instead of sure. beating yourself up for your weaknesses, you know? Because that's what I was doing for a long time. I was like, why is it so hard for me? Like, why is it so hard for me to open up? Why is it so hard for me to express myself? And it's like, you have to meet yourself where you are. Mm -hmm. Create the environment that would make it easier for you to express yourself. So, yeah, that's yeah. Kind of like where I'm at. I think that's, that's definitely something that I've learned in this journey is, like, the worst <laughs> thing that they could say is no. Um, and you know, if, if they say no, it is what it is. Cause somebody out there will say yes. You don't know who yes. it is. You don't know what time it's going to be. Timing is a, a really big thing too. You Cause I realize like everything. I'm being put into spaces now or I'm meeting people now and coming across. I wouldn't have been ready for to, to meet these people 12 years ago when I started writing or, you know, I wouldn't have been ready to meet these people before I had gone into studios in New York or gone into studios in LA. Mm -hmm. Like just coming straight out of, you know, my little studio in Maryland, like, I know I'm good. I know I can write. I know I can sing. Like, I wouldn't have been ready for that. So timing, giving yourself grace, and really crazy. realizing that the worst that they could say is no. Girl, Anybody like, could say is no. I think about when I wanted things to happen even two years ago, five years ago. Girl, I'm so glad. See, God knows best, because I'm so glad. I mean, especially, like, even on a on a personal level, like, if you're a people pleaser and you're scared to say, not only if you're scared to hear no, but you're also scared to say no, girl, you hang this up. Like, yes, learn to say no. Learn to say no. And if it had, if it had happened for me even 10 years ago, I'd have been like, okay, killer. No, <laughs> no. It's an no. easy one. <laughs> way. Like, God knows best. God knows best. And yes, what you said, excuse me. <coughs> Um, what you said about um, 
don't be if they say no it's just a no because you don't lose anything if someone says no you didn't have it when you asked them for it right so it's like nothing really changes it's like okay you said no there's someone else will say yes and maybe you weren't the right person you know to be able to open that door for me and that's completely okay Yes, for sure. I'm trying to like read you all's comments. <laughs> Make sure nobody gets left out here. Either. If you guys have a question, like feel free to, I think there's a way you could ask a question or like post a question. I don't know. I don't do this too often, but just put yeah, it out there and, and yeah, we'll try to get back to it. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I know the big thing is about dreams under quarantine. And I know one thing that I've been thinking about, no, we can't get out there, we can't perform, we might not have all the, you know, the outlets that we're super used to. Um, but one thing in our industry, I think that we're seeing every day is the change. And I guess the new norm mm -hmm. um, with social media being so interactive, you know, you have your artists out here doing these live concerts at this time every single day. Um, what do you think is going to change in our industry in terms of being relatable or getting close to the artists that we want to hear or what we're going to have to do as music creators? You know, are we going to have those same opportunities um, coming out of this just because the fan base sees how accessible we are um, and really what we can do. And even labels are watching, you know, right. they're going to be doing a whole bunch of things like when streaming took over. Mm -hmm. um, so how do you what are you thinking? What's in your head right now? Um, I feel like we're like living a Black Mirror episode. <laughs> sure, yes. Uh, I remember the episode when they were like virtually watching like, I guess their version of American Idol or something like that. <clears throat> Virtual contest. I think I watched something yesterday. Honestly, I still don't understand it because I've never played Fortnite. I know nothing oh, about I no it. Um, but I saw a clip on Instagram last night of... um. Travis Scott doing a live performance within the video game on Fortnite Live. I have no idea. Like, even I was like, wait, what? But, like, that was mind-blowing for me. Like, I can only imagine if, if I was a kid and, like, playing a video game and Beyonce just logged in. Let's right. Say, Jesse's child just logged in. And they're like, we're about to do a whole concert in the middle of video game. Like, I have no idea. Like, that is so, um, like crazy like my boggling for me so it's so futuristic yeah it's so futuristic like it's like we're not there yet but no we really are we like this really is forcing are. us that to be so, there so i have it, it it'll be very interesting to see all of the things that unfold when it comes to that as far as connection and accessibility with um with fans and everything one thing that i feel like this um <clears throat> world this pandemic has um, done, it, it has been a great, a great equalizer across the board. In a way, of course, how this affects one person and one status quo is not going to affect the other person the same way in another status quo. But it's been an equalizer in the sense of there's no difference between you getting sick and dying from it and not me getting sick and dying from it. Right. Our comforts may be different as we deal with the pandemic, but our vulnerabilities essentially are the same because of course we're seeing people die with pre-existing conditions but we're all seeing people die without any pre-existing conditions so it's been an equalizer in a way where i feel like where it has mortalized and humanized um even maybe some of the people that we even look up to in a way where i feel like it makes connection i feel like perfect fertile ground to make a deeper connection with people across the board like 
it's, it's more than just people being fans of your music. There, there are our neighbors. There are there are the neighbors that we share this world with, and we just happen to do music that right. they listen to. And I feel like that's kind of where I see this um, the most potential in this growing and getting better in a um, in a good way. Um, yeah. Because it's very, yeah. very, very humanizing. Even for myself, like, it reminds you of your own mortality. You it know? does. It makes you put everything into perspective. And mm -hmm. it definitely makes you think about, um, I think, your purpose and what you're really doing and what you were doing with the time that you had and now thinking about the time that we've been given. Because really, mm -hmm. time is one of those things we can't get back. And we're, I feel like we're constantly asking for more. I was telling one of my friends, I don't think I'm going to ask for more time mm -hmm. ever again only because I was now given it. And part of me doesn't know what to do with it. Part of me is very overwhelmed with it. Right. But I'm also very grateful that I have the time. Now I really need to discipline myself and use it. And then when this is all over, because it will be over, I need to realize, no, I need to realize like what I was really doing in the time that I was allotted. Um, so I really think it's, it's making people think about their purpose. I've seen so many people um, who may have lost their jobs or who are taking mm -hmm. a step away from their job, they're really finding, you know, something that they love For and sure. maybe we're not able to put their full selves into. Now they have that. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like there's a rebirth because I don't, I don't think we're going back to normal. I try and stop myself from saying, like, when we go back to normal, no, we're going to have to experience a new norm. I saw a thing um, that they said, we're not going back to normal because normal wasn't working. It's not. It, no, clearly, it's something was not working. It was we're, not working. we're being reset in a lot of different ways. I was just about to say ways. reset. It's almost like, yeah, everything eventually hits the ceiling and resets. Mm -hmm. and I definitely feel that that's where we're at right now. Absolutely. And to your point, when you said like people who have um, lost jobs or maybe have fallen in love with, with new ideas that they probably didn't know they were capable of or that they wanted to do or wanted to pursue, it's the perfect time. For that, because essentially, especially if you're in the position where, you know, you're getting unemployment and you're basically getting paid to figure out what you want to do. You know, right. that's a, a good perspective to uh, look at it in a way um, where you are. This is your chance to to not go back to a, a job you hate. If you have the choice not to go back to a job you hate, you know, really figure out what it is that you want to do. Um, really figure out what it is that moves you or inspires you um a lot of times our purpose is purpose i think we often connect our purpose to our jobs like essentially your job is how you make your living for sure but mm. your purpose may be totally different from that in the time being right. you know what i'm saying um right. at, at least until you find your job may be funding your purpose like you can right. just there's so many avenues to look at it, um, to figure out, and you have that time to under to find that understanding of what that looks like and is for you. Um, usually, your purpose, and for anyone who's struggling to know what their purpose is, um, a good rule of thumb of knowing your purpose to me, and I'm just I have no list here to like refer to. I'm just thinking off the top of my head of what has helped me. Um, if you're not sure what your purpose is, if it's connected to something bigger than you, usually people in a way, in a way where it can help inspire or build others, anyone other than yourself, that is a good way to know that you're in your purpose. And 
second if it scares the hell out of you to do it. Those are like the two. And if you have anything else to add on a two, those are like the two criteria for me. And oh yeah, maybe the third thing is if it paints you in the picture of your higher self. Like if you just really sit and think and just paint how you see yourself, like working at your maximum potential. Like, what does that look like for you? Is that, wow, when I look at, when I sit and think about myself um, and if it wasn't for this job, if I could build the perfect life in my head and how I see myself, I see myself uh, starting a children's program and helping children because children, that's really after my heart. If I really had it my way, I would make 10 charity organizations that feed children across the world or da 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 whatever that looks like for you, really sit and contemplate that and build that vision and then write it out. But if it's connected to people and if it scares the hell out of you to do it. Yeah, I think that's great advice. Especially <laughs> like the really sitting in and envisioning yourself at your highest self. I, I think one thing that I say to myself all the time is like, what would your inner child want? Or mm -hmm. that version of yourself that was so innocent, that mm -hmm. wasn't aware of fear, that wasn't afraid mm -hmm. of, of judgment, that was just, you know, naive and unapologetic about what they wanted. Like envision what that person, you know, what that person wanted for you. Mm -hmm. What would you say back to yourself at that age? Um, Cause you might not have the wisdom, you know, at 10, 11, 12, but, sure, but you, you know, if things. Yeah, you had your dreams. And if you didn't want to do something, you know, you didn't do it. Um, right. If you wanted something, you know, you asked for, you knew how to say, like, this is what I want. This is what That's I want to do. Point. When children, it's a difference between when they're told and forced to do it because they're being told to do it. But mm -hmm. it's true. If, they, if you didn't want to do something, you didn't do it. Why? Right. That's you didn't just, do it. Oh, that's kind of profound for me. That's very true. Because <laughs> as an adult, like an adult thing, you do think all the time you don't want to do. That, right. That, and not to, that's not to say not to be responsible or accountable. But when it comes to, yes, like finding your purpose in your dream, as a kid, like, you, it's no way you can tell a kid, be a firefighter. You're like, no, I don't want to be a firefighter. Be a firefighter. No, I don't want to be a firefighter. Right. And that right. would just be the end of it. But, you know, right. when you get older, you're like, I'm being a firefighter because my mom was a firefighter, my dad was a firefighter, and now I got to be a firefighter too, right? But if you were mm -hmm. your younger self, you wouldn't have had that logic for you being a firefighter at all. Yeah, Which, by the way, it, it I wanted even to be everything growing up. What did you want to be? Like, what, what are your, like, top three things you wanted to be? Um, top three things. I wanted to be... <laughs> um, I wanted to be a scientist at one time. Uh, I love science. I love science. Um, okay. I wanted to be an astronomer at one time. Ooh. And yes. And I had like telescopes and books on all that stuff. And I wanted to be an anthropologist at one time. At one time. I still kind of do though. Like maybe like when okay. I'm and, like chilling, I'm just going to go excavate some tombs in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. Like, even Egypt, I thought for a long time I was going to study, like, just Egyptian culture and be an Egyptologist in, like, the no, seventh grade. I'm obsessed like with history. I no, Egyptology. Yes. I had, like, kits on Egyptology. Oh, my God. At, like, can I tell you? I would go to um, my mom when she would travel a lot for work and we'd go to um, D.C. I would go to the Smithsonian and, like, just buy a bunch of books. Like, I was yeah. that kid. Like, listen, music caught me by surprise in a way because I was like, yeah. Right. Um, I think 
I'll never have the courage to do that. But over here, I love reading his books. And <laughs> a lot of you to do it. Yeah, I think that's great advice. <laughs> Especially like the really sitting in and envisioning yourself at your highest self. I, I think one thing that I say to myself all the time is like, what would your inner child want? Or mm-hmm. that interest that you can explore during quarantine that you may find may ignite a passion for you. was just, you know, naive and unapologetic about what they wanted. Like envision what that person, you know, what that person wanted for you. Mm-hmm. What would you say back to yourself at that age? Because um, you might not have the wisdom, you know, at 10, 11, 12, but, sure, but you, you know, if things. yeah, you had your mm-hmm. dreams. And if you didn't want to do something, you know, you didn't do it. Um, right. or if you wanted something, you know, you asked for, you knew how to say, like, this is what I want. This is what That's I want to do. Point. When children, it's a difference between when they're told and forced to do it because they're being told to do it. But mm-hmm. it's true. If, they, if you didn't want to do something, you didn't do it. Why? Wow. That's you didn't just, do it. Oh, that's kind of profound for me. That's very true. Because <laughs> as an adult, like an adult thing, you do things all the time you don't want to do. God, right. That, and not to, that's not to say not to be responsible or accountable. But when it comes to, yes, like finding your purpose in your dream, as a kid, like, you, it's no way you can tell a kid, be a firefighter. I'm like, no, I don't want to be a firefighter. Be a firefighter. No, I don't want to be a firefighter. Right. And that right. would just be the end of it. But, you know, right. if you get older, you're like, I'm being a firefighter because my mom was a firefighter and my dad was a firefighter, and now i got to be a firefighter too, right? But if you were mm-hmm. your younger self, you wouldn't have had that logic for you being a firefighter at all. Yeah, Which, by it, the way, I wanted even to be everything growing up. What did you want to be? Like, what, what are your, like, top three things you wanted to be? Um, top three things. I wanted to be... <laughs> um, I wanted to be a scientist at one time. I love science. I love science. Um, okay. I wanted to be an astronomer at one time. Ooh. And yes. And I had like telescopes and books on all this stuff. And I wanted to be an anthropologist at one time. At one time. I still kind of do though. Like maybe like when okay. I'm and, like chilling, I'm just going to go excavate some tombs in Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. Like, even Egypt, I thought for a long time I was going to study, like, just Egyptian culture and be an Egyptologist in, like, the seventh grade. I'm obsessed with history. No, Egyptology. I had, like, kits on Egyptology. Oh, my God. Can I tell you? I would go to um, my mom when she would travel a lot for work and we'd go to um, D.C. I would go to the Smithsonian and, like, just buy a bunch of books. Like, I was that kid. Like, listen, music caught me by surprise in a way because I was like, yeah. Yeah, right. I'll I'll never have the courage to do that. But over here, I love reading his books. <laughs> God was like, uh-huh, you don't know what you're about to do, but I do. Get on over no, here. No, that's crazy. But um, I love all of that stuff, which kind of brings me a sidebar to um, other interests that you can explore during quarantine that you may find may ignite a passion for your uh, new mm-hmm. or purpose. Like, there's tons of... Um, classes that are offered right now that are free and available there are a million things out there that are just free and like there's so many things that are accessible to Mm -hmm. us right now I feel like I don't want to say it's oversaturated but just a little bit because it's like everybody is doing something Mm -hmm. and it's like where do you draw your focus and I feel like that's one of the things you really have to sit and think about well what is it that you like like I have people ask me all the time like what do you do well I write music, um, mm-hmm. I choreograph, like I create, 
Mm-hmm. that's what I do and they're like no but what do you like and I have to really sit and think about well damn what do I like to do like I know I like to read um but like these are the things that I love like growing up I I thought I wanted to be everything and do everything but I knew for you know a really long time as a child I was like I'm not gonna have a regular job I told my parents all the time I'm not gonna have a regular job so don't even think that it's gonna happen like I'm going to be a creative and for they were like uh yeah okay you're gonna get yourself a real job and I like really fought like tooth and nail I was like I don't want to do this like this is what I do like I busted my ass to make sure that you know my passion could be my paycheck and my passion could fuel the rest of my dreams. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like now I think I'm really getting a chance to say, well, what do I like? My friends know, like, I hate cooking. I hate, like, anything, I like, domestic. It's, it's like, it's not, it's not a release for me. It's like something that I have to do. But got now it, that it. I have this time and I've realized it's something that I have to do and that's why I don't like it. But now I get to do it. I, I can change the language of it. I get to cook. I get more time to cook and to cook the things that I like. Mm-hmm. So I, I haven't say like cooking hasn't gone up on the, the scale <laughs> of things that I like to do. But no, like I, it's, I like to do it on my time. I like to do it when I want to do it, not because I have to do it. But now I'm getting the opportunity to do it. Um, so now I'm like trying to be like D- DIY and like maybe I'm going to make these pillowcases, these felt pillowcases I've been talking about for a minute. Maybe I'm going to like finish my bedroom furniture and paint it and redecorate the way that I want. It's like something new every day. I like look at something and I'm like, okay, I need to fix this. I, I have to do something. Um, so I-, I think that's one thing that it's one thing that everybody has to think about. Like, what do we really like? And does it take us apart from what we do? who we are and what we do, they kind of got to be separate. Um, I think, I think that helps a lot in terms of your growth too. No, for sure. It's helped me because that's what has helped me open up more and, and, and share more of myself and share more of the different sides of myself. Like my friends know how, how silly I am. I'm literally like 10 different characters in one day. And I'm like, let me start sharing that with people. Cause I don't, I wasn't sharing that before. Uh, maybe just because of, for the same reasons I said earlier, just battling with expression in general once it's, like, out in the world. But, um, yeah, like, something I like to do and I don't even think twice about. Um, I, I do love cooking. Cooking for me is so – I'm a huge – I love that you said DIYs because I love DIYs. Like, I'm a huge – I have several degrees from YouTube University, girl. Ah! Graduated at the top of my class. Yes, top of your class. Ten years in a row since <laughs> Like, I am a DIY. Anything it is, I'm like, let me go watch a video and let me do it. Like, I love being crafty in that kind of way. So, for me, cooking is, like, crafty. I love, like, either seeing what I could just come up with or just working, making something out of nothing, seeing what I have. I'm like, okay, well, I got this, 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 and this. I don't feel like going to the store right now. What can I do with this? And then you come up with a new recipe. And then, you know, I I love doing that. And it's cathartic um, in its own way for me. I'm like an old church mother sometimes, I feel like, who own a daycare with like 20 kids, because that's the way I I feed all my friends. (laughs) That's what I feed. Like, just a sidebar, like when I first moved to L.A., the first group of people I hung out with, I think, like, they, they, they used to call me Gigi, which is short for gravy girl, because they didn't even know me for my singing first. They knew me for my, <laughs> for my southern chicken. Like, that southern <laughs> like, girl in you. Wait, guys, like, 
actually, I didn't come out here <laughs> to cook <laughs> to be known as Gigi, gravy girl. Like, right? No, no, guys. <laughs> right. So, so I, 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 like you said, I definitely do encourage people to figure out what they like, like hobbies. I also love to dance, like. Now, hip-hop and all that kind of stuff, girl, it'd be, like, two left feet. Don't even try. Oh, no. But any, like, um, like, uh, I love, like I said before, like, wanting to be anthropologist or archaeologist, so I love culture. So I love mm. taking different cultural dances. Those I'm good at. So why am I good at hip-hop? I don't know. My card's on the line. I don't know, but I got you. I got. I, we're going to get you some lessons. I got you. Yes. We're going to figure this out. Polynesian um, mm. dance, um, Polynesian dance, Tahitian dance. I was actually in class for that like last year, but I stopped before tour. But they had right now they had have had so many like free workshops that I, that I've been able to um, mm. partake in more now than I was before quarantine because they weren't putting it up online like that. If I couldn't make it to a class and I just wasn't able to do they it. They dismissed it, right? Oh, yeah. So, like, being able to get back to that again. I just, I love those kind of, like, really, like, feminine, like, connecting to your, like, inner confidence as a woman kind of uh, mm. cultural dances in a way. Um, I'm really into that. So that's something I like. So this gives me the chance to, like, explore. Not only explore, but express all of those mm. different um, sides of myself, for sure. For sure. I think that even under quarantine, this is giving, you brought up, you know, expressing yourself and expressing your femininity. I think it's, it's putting a different perspective on it. Um, just because there are some women who I know for me, I will throw on like my leggings and a hoodie. And like, you see, I did something to my hair because I was going to be on, on the TV. No, um, but you know, there are women out there that are like, oh my gosh, like people aren't seeing me. So this is kind of one of those things you have to look inside and we're forced to sit and be inside with ourselves and look at these mirrors. And it's like, well, do we really need to do this? Do we really need to, you know, how high maintenance are we being like, but also I say this in the same breath, I am missing my nail tech and I am missing my brow girl and I am missing my hairdresser for sure. And I had appointments like the day we got shut down, they were like all businesses closed at five. I had all those appointments in the same day and I was just like what is happening <laughs> but no that that expressing your femininity and really finding it we're finding a different time to do that because there's nobody out there to see us or you know the only people that can see us are ourselves so we're taking a deeper look you're into absolutely that. right um I have a, a wonderful um uh, friend who's an influencer and she's all about black women and beauty and she has a um a challenge she's always She's really good at sharing like skincare tips and things like that. Her name is uh, at the Vic Styles, the Vic Styles. Um, but she's really good at sharing skincare. She has a, a challenge of us all just accepting um, how our skin looks bare and just mm -hmm. posting and stuff like that. And she has the whole challenge with her followers posting their skin and falling in love with their face. Essentially, mm -hmm. it sounds like seems so random, but it's so true. Like falling in love with your face. <laughs> no, it's a it's a thing. It's so true because it's so much pressure, man. So much it pressure, and, and especially so pressure. for people who are putting themselves out there as artists or as a figure or as an image, you become for this sure. image. It's yeah. so much pressure. Like you think I don't, girl? I'll be struggling with that too. I'll be like, <laughs> girl. Especially we are like, okay, I want to go live, but I'm really laying here in a shirt that I had on for two days. 
And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. my hair looks a mess. I fell asleep with no scarf on. You know how it is when you fall asleep with no scarf on. You're crazy. Right, right. And you're just like, okay, so now I'm going to need like 10 minutes to go, at least 15 minutes to go do this, that, and the other. And it's like so much pressure. So, and that's just on a, any given day. That was before right. quarantine. Before the quarantine. So before like, this lockdown. Yeah. So I have my moments where I'm like, look, you can get the face that I give you today. Then I have moments where like, I'm like, today where I'm like, you know what? Yes. Like, Come through with a little face. Yes. yes. You can feel oh, it. Just a little quarantine feet. Nothing real. <laughs> so you mentioned tour. Were you yeah. planning to go back on tour before all of this happened? What were you doing? What was in the way? Yes, we're starting to put our ducks in a row. Like me, like starting to figure out who it is that I wanted to go on tour with and all that kind of stuff. Like we had just started those um, conversations right before lockdown had really begun. But the good thing is that... Um, I was putting out <clears throat> music anyway at the top of quarantine. So mm-hmm. there still was music that I was putting out and groundwork I wanted and needed to do with that. And even in that, like, there's still so many more songs that I wanted to record in conjunction with the songs that I had just put out. So um, it became one of those things where it was like, well, maybe it's actually even better in timing because it just gives us time to really sit, continue to build music continue to perfect it and um right. and um let this marinate you know so it's been it's really been like a day by day one day at a time kind of thing i feel like yeah. as long as i'm still like writing recording and no we can't really do like a plan based on dates per se especially in la right. because concerts are canceled for the rest of the year i saw that like the rest of the year the rest like shut it down year yeah the rest of the year like that is so That's absurd crazy. I've been trying to figure out how I'm gonna tell like when I have children someday even I journal um and some days um some days like well maybe like the last two weeks especially if I'm working depending on what time I wake up um some days I haven't done it and some days I have but I've been trying to make sure I've been con- as consistent as possible with it because it would be very interesting looking back at this 20 years mm-hmm. from now because it definitely is a moment in history yeah it's literally living history so um to be able to be like yeah so my kids one day yeah there were no concerts all of 2020 and we did like, nothing it was a year <laughs> of silence like i don't know right That's a, that is so wild that no one can even go even hear a live like we do the best that we can to create these experiences um, on social media, but there's mm-hmm. still nothing like. There's media. nothing like being in the audience. There's nothing being like being your favorite artist. Nothing no, at all. It? And as the artist, there's nothing like feeling the energy of people connecting to your music. Right. Um, nothing like being on that stage and people knowing your work. Right. Sure. And it's it's awkward otherwise. Like you yeah. <laughs> trying to do a live show, singing directly to the camera. I know because I just did, just did one, and it's like right. I'm talking essentially to myself. It's like, like can y'all yeah. hear me? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you out there. Yeah. It's yeah, very weird. Has anybody ever been through this? Right, right. You're just <laughs> listening to to silence and hoping that, you know, they're talking to the yeah. talking to the camera. I know I was talking to the camera. I do it all the time. I'm like talking to them like, yes, sing, like do this. Yeah. But um, no, it's it's definitely very awkward. It it's really weird to 
to be in this space where it's like this is what you do and you're expected to perform and you literally can't right now like there's right. nothing that right. you can do we can't um do what we're supposed to be doing right I feel it was like. a little discouraging at first at first mm. in the very beginning i feel like i feel like now like you said this is becoming more of the norm but um mm -hmm. in the beginning it was like but wait i was just like i was just doing the work to to be able to make this move or do that move. Right, I just right. conjured up the courage to be able to reach out to these 10 people so that I can right. collaborate in this way or collaborate in that way. I think that was one of my things too, was I, I definitely wanted to implement more collaborations mm. um, this year. And it was like, houseway. Yeah. Going? Like, so it was a little discouraging at first, but I have been man all things work together for the good man i think it's all um this time is, is a blessing in disguise and sidebar for there are some people i know a few people who are, who are probably who are making more on unemployment in this moment than they were when they had the job that they hated for sure work. for sure so you know while there's plenty of um dire circumstances there's also some people who with high pers with a perspective how it worked out for them in a perspective where it's actually helping them and some mm -hmm. and the strangest of ways how the universe works has been a blessing in disguise for them so it has yeah you yeah. never really know like you we know what we know. want but i don't think we always know what we need um because i know the first couple of days i was sitting here and i'm like this is really uncomfortable and I was like, okay, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to go do this, and then maybe I'll fall asleep. And then I'll do this, and then maybe I'll fall asleep. And I was talking to a friend, and it's like, I can't stay awake. But they're like, you needed to sleep. You like, you know, we're up all hours of the night. And, like, we get an idea, and it's like, wait, I have to get up, and I have to send this. I have to make this voice memo on my phone sounding like, you know, a cat in the back alley at 3.30 in the morning. I sound like an old man. Oh, no. <laughs> But, you know, those boys, that, that happens. Like, we're so used to that. And it's like, maybe I really did need to sleep. Maybe I needed to rest. I needed to be still. I needed the silence um, because I couldn't hear what, I, what, what, what the world was saying to me, what God was saying to me. I couldn't hear it. So, you know, you never really know, I say, what you, what you need all that the time. That is so right. Like, you do need the silence to hear what the world is saying, especially to be able to write and and rest i feel like in this like you gotta hustle you gotta get it you gotta grind yeah kind of culture man first of all it's just annoying after a while because it's like it's like i'm sleep when i'm dead well if you keep up like that you will you be will be real quick <laughs> real like, quick rest is just as important because to be able to function at your best and at your highest i feel like even for myself like trust me i'm speaking to myself i'm not the best at getting the amount of sleep that i need at all because right. i'm like i'll be fine i just need four hours since i'm thinking about just finishing and completing and doing what i have mm -hmm. to do to get whatever I'm, the task is at hand done right but it's like i'm only as good as the rest that i get especially with your yeah. voice being a muscle and people don't always understand that because they, they function off of the grind, the hustle and thing. And I'll argue, mm -hmm. I'll debate somebody down to the ground. Like, look, I get that. But to function, for me to function, um, to be able to function with just regular tasks that don't really require me to sing like that, I can get, I can live off of four, five hours of sleep. I'm going right. to eventually crash maybe like the third day and be like, okay, I'm, I'm tired, I need rest. 
Right. But to be able to sing effectively and not be pitchy and just feel my you best. You have to sleep. I need way more than that. I need anywhere between six, at least six hours. Right. And at most right. And mm -hmm. that, I have to value that. I have to value that and I have to make sure that others value that as well. But also, um, everyone, I remember there was a documentary. I, this particular one I didn't watch, but I remember seeing the advertisement for it. But, um, it was a documentary on sleep that they did maybe last year or the year before last of just how much sleep Americans are missing. Mm -hmm. Like we're missing so much sleep. And so when you look at how much rest we're missing and then look at how high our depression and anxiety is, right. your sleep is what restores and resets your body to be able to handle whatever anxiety comes your day, comes your right. way the next day. But when you don't get that sleep, then you just keep, it's so easy, you're so vulnerable for depression to set in. Every problem right. that you had on Monday is now even, feels like an even bigger problem on Tuesday with mm -hmm. lack of rest. Right, you know, it does. Your mental flexibility to be able to handle it and cope and things like that. So yes, like you said, like rest is so important. So if you was working a really, really, really stressful job, honey, get some rest and don't feel about it. Go to I think bed. don't feel guilty about it is really one guilty. thing that's super, super important. I know me, I go back and forth between New York all the time. And it's like, mm -hmm. I have to do these days where I get to the studio at 3 p.m. And I don't get out until 5.30. And then I've got to get and book my ass to Penn Station and get there by 7 to make sure I can get on the 7.25 to get back to D.C. Right. to then sleep until 1 because then I know I got to be at the dance studio at 3 o'clock. And I got to do this. But it's like I had to get to the point where I had to schedule my sleep and I had to schedule my time. And then I also had to that back to that point of saying no and being unafraid. You know, mm -hmm. as women, we're typically the minority in the studio. And it's Listen. like if I'm in the studio and there are 13, 14 producers and they're all males, which I have nothing negative to say about it. I can hold my own in a room full of the boys. Like, mm -hmm. I don't mind it at all. But it's like. Y'all want me to sing this track, right? Right. Give me, give me 15 minutes. Just don't talk to me. Like, don't do anything. I'm going to close my eyes really quick. And they're like, well, what are you doing? Like, we're here. We're here. And it's like, okay, you're here. You're here. And they go in there and hit, and hit the note. Sing the song. <laughs> go sing the song, anime. Like, go do it. Like, no, right. you have to be able to say, like, no, I'm going to get my rest. I'm going to do this. Listen. And really be, be adamant about it. Be intentional with that note. Like, say mm -hmm. it like you mean it. No, you're absolutely right. Cause that's a whole conversation for a whole, whole other day. Like we have to, like, we have to do this all admit, over again. Right? <laughs> that is a thing. Like that right. is a real, real thing. And and really has more so to do with just being heard. I don't even think yeah. it's just being heard. So when I say I need rest, or when I say these are the things that I I need to be able to to operate at my highest potential, that must be respected. I shouldn't have to say it three times. I shouldn't even have to convince you of it. Right. It should be respected from the first moment that I say it. So you're absolutely right to be able to uh, schedule in that rest when you need it, for sure. For sure. I definitely have evaluated. And it's like, you don't question if you need to eat and then feel guilty about if you need to eat. No, I'm hungry. You're yeah, I'm hungry. hungry. I'm gonna go get Feed a snack. Yourself. It's the same right. thing with sleep, with rest. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Where are you going, like, first day of the let out? What's your plan? Well, so here's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if you've seen that meme on, um, 
on Shade Room when they said, when the girl was like, I'm going to wait till outside S come out. I'm going to let the yeah. first people go out. That's kind of my plan. I'm, I totally feel her on that. <laughs> like, I am like, people going to be wilding out first week. I don't want nothing to do with it. I yeah. can't even, my brain just like bursts and explodes with the idea of trying to fathom all the party flyers are going to be <laughs> like <laughs> promoters are going wild right mm-hmm. i'm at none of them okay i may do i may go to like maybe like little friend functions like amongst my friends like friends that i like genuinely miss and have been staying right. on facetime and house party with but um i don't know oh you know what i'm gonna do i'll probably go home because i really wanted to go home at the top of home back to north carolina for north carolina yeah, uh, my family's in North Carolina, so I really wanted to go home, but I didn't want to t- take a risk even for myself traveling, but then put my family at risk of anything, right. especially since they live in the smaller town where it's a lot less rampant, and me coming from L.A., a highly populated place with this, so I just I didn't want to right. take that risk. So I definitely right. am going home, and um, I'm definitely going on vacation yeah for sure and that's yes. only because i had a vacation planned right before quarantine started i was looking forward to it and um it got canceled obviously so because that was oh, something i wanted to do more this year anyway was just travel I, and that's mm-hmm. like the first thing that was ruined <laughs> was traveling. right what i had put on my list to do way more traveling um no, this I year. You. um so definitely want to do that but i have to go home i want to see my mommy and my oh husband, yeah, my mommy, my siblings. For yeah, sure. I definitely agree with the traveling. I think yeah. two. What about you? What are you, what, are you do- what are you doing? I don't know. See, it's all based on like when they let us out. Because I have a vacation in August, and I have one in October. I was I'm actually supposed to be like in LA right now. <laughs> oh, I was wow. supposed to be. I think it's this week or the next week. Um, but I was supposed to be like in LA at the top of April and this week. Um, and so I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. And then I was supposed to go to Disney World, which like Disney World was my family. That would have been like so much fun. Um, so I'm really sad about the Disney World trip. But um, I know for me, one thing that I realized just listening to myself and like what I was really missing, I miss my friends, like definitely. I miss um, being in the studio with everybody. I miss my students that I teach all the time. And one thing that I realized, I am like a super um, physical touch with my like my love language. Like, love I miss language. hugs, and so like I want to just go and like hug my family, hug my friends, and and you know things like that. But in terms of where I want to go, like I don't think I want to go anywhere specific. I just want to be able to go. Like, I want to be, be able, able to go, go to the bed. park. I want to be able to go to the beach and sit. You know, that's where, that's my piece. I find my piece for at sure. the beach and like sitting, listening to the water, doing absolutely nothing. So it's really, really weird for me to be like, well, where am I going? I know I'm not going to be in the club. I wasn't in the club anyway. Like, that's, anymore. that's not my space. Every, every yeah. I, I do miss a brunch. I miss now. my brunches with my friends. Like, I'm, I'm so used to being at brunch. Um, but brunch. I don't know. Yeah, I think the first place will be New York or L.A., really. Yeah. Or, which I'm finding, like, more and more of my love for, I might end up in Nashville because I love me some country music. I'm working on, like, country music all of a sudden. With all this time that I have, I've been saying it for years. Like, I, I really want to do that. that. So I- it's like I'm jumping genres all over the place. So I might go to Nashville first. I don't know. 
And that part of what you said about jumping genres, this is exactly what I meant earlier in the conversation when I was saying, like, just having the time to sit and being like, oh, yeah, I was into that, too. Oh, yeah, I go write a yeah. country song. I like, I like country songs. It tells, tells a beautiful story. It's mm -hmm. always more than likely, especially compared to popular genres, for sure, more than likely, it, it always is sincere. That's, it is. Sincerity is what makes it what it is, so... Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. I was playing around making one up the other day in the studio. I saw. I saw. I was like, <laughs> yes, country <laughs> music. But yeah, I it's love, it's such like, a funny ground to, to be in as an R&B artist or, like, to be someone who writes pop or hip-hop or anything like that. And it's like, it's all, connected. all right. It is. It's all, it's all connected, but it's so funny because I, I was looking, like, even through my social media or just emails and things. I was like, well, who do I talk to? Like, I know the people that I need to talk to for this genre and what I need uh -huh. to do. Who do I need to talk to? Because country music is like the Fort Knox of the music industry. Like, right, for you gotta sure, get it. It's so hard. Like, people say, oh, it's so hard to get in the music industry and things like that. Like, as long as you know who you want to talk to and, like, what that person does and you have, like, the drive and you have the networking abilities, like, you're going to talk to that person. But country music is, like... Breaking into country. It's breaking and into it all. I feel it like really that's a whole nother conversation because I, yes. feel like, I feel like that it's a Fort Knox for a reason. Mm -hmm. so many it's reasons. so sacred. Yeah. It's, it's so sacred. Then you have to think about the demographic that listens to it. That's what I'm the saying. Most, country music is a brown girl. That way and mm -hmm. make it hard for you to break in. And, right. Know, Think about what happened with Little Nas X and everything. So yeah. definitely make it hard in the first place. But I think the beautiful thing about when something is good and when it's sincere and when it's heartfelt, it's mm -hmm. dope. Because it the is. good thing about turning in a record is they don't see the color of my face when I turn they it They don't. They, they don't, don't. You know what I mean? They don't. A good record is a good record. And a good record will always find its will home. always find its home. So that's the like the hope to hold into break into. I'm excited for you though. Yes. Please. Oh, thank you. Not that. <laughs> I don't know for sure because I'm yeah, like, I'm gonna uh, get it. Um, just really applying yourself and and not limiting yourself to just one style of music or one genre of music, especially if you're capable. Mm -hmm. It'd be one right. thing. It's like don't come to me for a rap song, but but you probably could come to me for a country song. You probably could come to me for a jazz song. Right. You probably could come right. to me. But I'm only normally doing R&B, and it's like I have all these other channels in which my water could flow, you know? Right. And this is the perfect time to take those journeys and, and, it is. and explore that. Yes, do it. Do the rap song. Like, I didn't write a, a rap record until someone pushed me to do it, and then I did it and recorded I, it, and I was like, I'm not listening. I'm not listening. And, they, and then I so, played it for a bunch of people, and I was just, like, sitting here like this. Like, I can't no. believe <laughs> Listen, I understand. I did one for fun. I did one for fun. Um, Y'all, it's on my Instagram. It's called Chipotle. I did one for fun for my star, right? <laughs> and I posted it on Halloween, and that was my way of, like, hey, take it. Right, right, so I right. I myself serious. It was just, like, some really dope bars that I thought of. And me and my brother, me and my brother, like, we love creating, and we're really silly when we create. We, you know, with your creative, creativity sometimes is, is highest when you're not thinking about it, when you're not trying and you're just right. having fun. And that was us just having fun. <laughs> right. And <laughs> that was us having fun. And I did it. I was like, I could probably do this. I could 
probably do more of this if I like really like explored it or whatever. Yeah. But whatever. Do it, do it. It's so fun. I'm gonna ask you one last question because I feel like we're gonna get cut off yeah, and I don't want in, like, that. Four minutes, yeah. Your favorite verses. Have you been watching the verses, the battles? Oh, Please tell me man. you've been watching them. So I'm listen, I wanna take your vote. My favorite off the top. I, don't get me wrong. I love me some baby face, and I love, I love it. But my favorite was Jonte Austin and Neo. Yes, you know what? That, that was, was my favorite. A great one. It was a great one because well, one, it like it. It was so. It was. I realized how many songs of Jonte Austin and I didn't know he wrote. Too. Right. There was a lot of that. And Neil, they're both like that was such a neck and neck, neck and neck, neck and neck. Mm -hmm. The one with Dream and Sean Garrett, like I love. Uh, they both were amazing, but I love Dream's versatility. Like, yeah, back to our that point. and his arrangements. His yeah. arrangements were like amazing. Um, and Babyface and Peter Riley. But I would, I probably have to go with you too on Neil and Jante. Yeah, yeah for sure. And it was clear, and we could hear music on both sides. It was like. But the most iconic one is definitely Babyface and Teddy Riley. <laughs> yeah, shut down the whole internet. Shut down everything. And everything. That right. Like, that's the one we're going to remember the most. Oh, well, thank you so much for doing this. I'm thank so happy so. we got to do this. I'm sending you love and light from the East Coast. Take More care. to you. Yes. Yes. Be healthy. Continue to create. Thank you so much. Likewise. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Dear Black Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.